Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. First a goal at the six near Ash attacking the north end zone to our left. It is Kevon Lee up the middle. Lee to the goal line. He is there. Touchdown, Penn State. The Nittany Lions cap a 75-yard drive and take the lead. Wide receiver each way. Two tight ends. Goods in the lone setback. Petrus under center. Motion toward us by Laporta. Fumble the football on the snap. It's loose in the turf. They're around it. Penn State's got it. Lamont Wade to the 30. Wade tries to spin out of there and is taken down at the 29-yard line. But Lamont Wade with his second fumble recovery of the season. And the Nittany Lions have it at the Iowa 29-yard line. Motion by Lee away from us. Back goes Clifford. Pump fakes. Delivers downfield. He's got him at the 15. The 10. Inside the 10. Brent Strange to the goal line. Touchdown. Penn State. A takeaway and a score. Sean Waits takes the snap. Play action fake. Steps up. Throws it long and deep for Dotson down the field. Dotson at the 20. Got it. 15 to the 10. Dotson to the 5. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Penn State. A 68-yard strike from Sean Clifford to Jahan Dotson. And the Nittany Lions are back in the ballgame. Attacking the north end zone to our left. Dotson far side. Bunch set near side. Washington in the slot. Throws. Lee's got it. Lee to the end zone. And he's got it. Two-point conversion. Good. Sean Clifford takes it back to pass. With time over the middle. Caught by Keziah Holmes. Taken down for a first down at the Iowa 28. Five seconds to go. Some good one-handed catch that time by Holmes to bring it in for the first down. And the clock will run out. Iowa comes in here and gets 24 points off of takeaways and beats Penn State 41 to 21. And that's the story. That is the story of the game. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. They'll look to save you money. Maybe that means bundles. They are the insurance professionals best in the business. And on this Thanksgiving week, are we ever thankful for Purdy Insurance? And I think that a lot of people who work with Purdy Insurance are thankful that they have pros, pros like Purdy Insurance working for them. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, obviously, uh, Matt played back what the highlights of the game. And uh, the way they do things, for example, uh, just so you know how things work, because sometimes people don't know how it works. Um, and that is as follows. Um, 
Learfield does highlights for, obviously, they do it in Jefferson City. And for each one, for each school, of which we're one, they do the highlights. They do the highlights centered around, quote, your team. So in other words, like Matt Matt can tell you, Matt, you go to the, go to the highlight page. Are there any Iowa highlights there? That's right. No, it is just Penn State. Right. Right. That's when, like, somebody complained a couple of weeks ago, like, all you do is play back the two field goals at halftime. What a disgrace. I'm like, <laughs> no offense. That's what we're... That tells the story of the game. <laughs> right. But no offense. That's that's all we have. All right. <laughs> you can't look at them and say, hey, play back this, this, and this, because that's not what they're cutting up. And they're doing that in Jefferson City, Missouri. We're not doing that in the booth. We don't have any control over that at all. It's like somebody was complaining about a guest we had on the post-game show. Well, we put in requests, but we're not down there. We can't get them. <laughs> so we get we end up who they, they supply to us. Uh, that's why I always get a kick out of people that are critical sometimes and have zero clue how it works. Like, okay, well, I'll have to explain that later. Um, but the story of the game is the takeaways. It's the turnovers. That's the whole, That's the whole game right there. Okay. Now, how you get there are some of the you know are some of the turnovers, for example, right? uh, related to a bad execution. Is it related to something Iowa did? Is it related to a bad matchup? Whatever, I, you know, or is it just an unforced error? Well, the pitch play to Lee is just a flat out unforced error. In fact, when Will Levis takes the snap, my first thought is. Like as soon as he took the snap and pitched it, I'm like, oh, I like this play because the play was open. The play was open. I thought this is gonna. I'm thinking to myself, this could be like a an eight to fifteen yard play. And balls on the ground. And when the balls on the ground, Iowa recovers, and of course they take it in and they get points out of it. They get points out of it, and that is the beginning. Of how everything's going. I mean, you look at Brisker. Brisker plays the plays it perfectly at the Iowa forty-five yard line. Perfectly gets the inside the whole deal. Boom! Hits it right in the one and falls to the ground. You're like, oh! You sit there and say, you got to be kidding me. It wasn't broken up by Iowa. You just flat out didn't catch it. So you don't get that, and then you immediately turn around and you, on the pitch play, you put it on the ground. Iowa didn't cause that. Penn State caused that. Was it a bad play call? No, it was a great play call, as a matter of fact. Because as soon as he, he took it, and I could tell what they were going to run. I could just tell just by the initial read on the thing, as Matt works on his computer. Uh I could tell, like, I'm looking, I glanced over just to see how open it was, and it was wide open. Like, wow. I, and also, boom, the ball's on the ground. So you drop an interception, then in an unforced error, you put the ball on the ground, which then leads to points, which again then leads to you being behind the football eight ball. Great. Turnovers determine so much in winning and losing. It's remarkable. 
Iowa scored 41 points in the game. 24 of the 41 points were directly off of takeaways. 24 points directly off of takeaways. It determines so much along the way. Giveaway takeaway determines momentum. Giveaway takeaway determines field position. That state last year was a plus eight for the season, which means in most games they were on either even or on the plus side of the, of the ledger. Penn State last year on field position was plus 700 yards for the season. Okay, plus 700 yards for the season. This season, Penn State is a minus it's between 250 and 300. I've got the exact number on my chart. So I'll say 250 to be conservative. So that's 50 yards a game. A big part of that's turnovers. Big part of that is turnovers. And then, because a lot of these turnovers have occurred in the first half, the Levis, the Levis fumble, well, that was in the third quarter, but the, the fumble I'm talking about was in the first half. You get behind the football eight ball, and then you're going from there. I mean, Iowa got the ball. Where'd they get the ball? The 41-42 yard line on that? So now you have a short field, and you have a chance to increase what you're doing on the scoreboard, which they did. Great. Let's start the second half. Okay, second half. Iowa's got the ball. And Iowa comes out and starts to put together a methodical drive. Okay. So they start to do this. And then Penn State defense steps up, bows its back, causes Iowa to punt. Let's see. Iowa opening kickoff. Penn State comes right away. Okay, this is actually out out of the gate, so I've got the scenario slightly wrong. Iowa comes out of the gate. I remember saying... Jack, if they can get a three and out and get the ball, okay, you need the sequence to go perfectly, but you need a three and out, get the ball, you score, and now you can change the dynamics of the second half. Okay. Well, Penn State's defense comes out right away and gets a three and out. In fact, not only a three and out, but Iowa loses yardage on the drive. Perfect. And Penn State gets the ball on the Iowa 46-yard line. 46-yard line. Because uh, Penn State, the first sequence of the second half, is a three and out. And not only a three and out, but Iowa started from the 25-yard line. And when it was over with, they were back on their own nine so they had to punt out of the end zone. So a great opening sequence by your defense. It's what you needed. Not only that, Iowa only ran 152 off the clock, which I'll get to that in a moment. So Penn State gets the ball and the punt at the Iowa 46. Well, this is so far, everything has fallen into place as to what you need. In the very first play, fumble. Will Levis gets hit from behind, fumbles. 
Right. Iowa's got the ball. Penn State's had the ball one play. Iowa then goes on a 12-play, 54-yard drive from their own 46. So they got so they get field position, the ball, and now they have to go to work and momentum. 12-play, 54-yard drive. They knock 6-13 off the clock. So in this sequence, Penn State gets what it wants, they get the punt they want, they get the field position they want, and turn the ball over in the very first play. First play. Iowa gets the ball back, knocks 6-13 off the clock. You are now... Nine minutes and 15 seconds. Let me see here. I want to make sure I got my math right. Or eight minutes and 15 seconds into the second half. You've had, the, you've had it one play. They've had it 15 plays. And this is after you created a three and out. They score, increase their lead. And not only that, let's get to the part nobody talks about. You're running out of possessions. You're running out of possessions. And that is a big problem. To get back in the game, you need possessions. Well, because of that turnover, you lost possessions. Okay, You lost a possession. They drain the clock on their drive, which then reduces possessions. Which puts a lot of pressure to go out and get one-play drive. So then Sean comes in the game. Okay, Iowa finally fumbles the ball. Wade recovers, you heard that. Then the touchdown pass right away, 28 yards to Brenton Strange. Boom, touchdown. Iowa gets the ball back, field goal attempt. Missed it, long field goal, though. It was a 50-yarder. His career long is 49. He missed it. Penn State gets the ball back, one play, 68 yards. Now, at the end of the third quarter, it's 31-20. You got a two-point conversion as well. And, of course, you know why they didn't get the extra point. The other one is because of the fumble. And you sit there and go, all these turnovers, they're just killing you. You're back in the game, it's 31-21. 31-21, you're back in the game. Iowa's credit comes down the field, now it's 34-21, right? Okay. But you're, you were down two scores when the Iowa drive began. You're still down two scores. And then, not a great throw because Nixon deflects the ball up in the air. Golson picks it off, and I was back in business with another interception. It, you just sit back and go, shake your head. On the pyramid of of problems, 
This is at the top of the pyramid. It affects everything. It affects everything. It affects, for example, I mean, you can't count on it, but as the game goes and it's it's happening, it then affects, all right, do I want to go for it here? It affects what play call I want to call. It affects what defense you want to be in. Because now you're trying to overcome turnovers. I mean, there's a domino effect throughout. Now, do you have to do X amount of things better? Of course you have to do. Penn State really struggled running the ball after the opening sequence where Levis, on that 75-yard drive, ran the ball so effectively, Iowa then took it away. So you're struggling running the ball. you got to do a better job in space. I'll give you an example of great, okay, defensive play call correct, discipline correct, touchdown Iowa. The touchdown by Goodson at the 10-yard line. That's not a scheme problem. Remotely. They try to get the flow going to their right or Penn State's left with the idea that they're going to bring it back against the flow to Goodson. So they run it, boom, and Lucetta gets himself right out there and beats the play. And then, instead of squaring up, and nailing him, he gets faked, and Goodson goes into the end zone for a touchdown. You got to be better there. You got to be better. So you get what fourteen possessions in a game. Six yards possession, and. So what's what's six times fourteen, man? That's uh, sixty, eighty-four yards, right? Yeah. Okay, that's eighty-four yards you lose in the game, and a big part of that is because of the turnovers. Which team had more three and outs in the game? Iowa had four, Penn State had two. But you're down. I mean, the giveaway takeaway thing, okay. There's a lot of things that you can identify as they've got to be better here, be better there, be better here, be better there. But it all starts, okay? Okay? It all starts at the top of the pyramid with giveaway takeaway. You're not going to win a game when you're minus three because you turned it over four times and they scored 24 points off of that. You just not, you're not going to win. And Penn State's had that 180 in each of the last four years. It's been Penn State that wins giveaway takeaway. I pointed out before, but the stat is simple. Penn State, when they win explosive plays and giveaway takeaway in the same game, they're 23-0. What does that tell you? The domino effect of it is tremendous. Now, are there reasons why you're turning it over? Is it a bad decision? Is it a bad matchup? Is it a missed assignment? Yeah, we can go through all of that, but the bottom line is the turnover part of it. The turnover part of it is the part that, if you had to pick one thing, it is the crusher of all crushers. All right, take a break. Back with more in a moment, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Bob Flounders next here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. 
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto Home Life Business. Whatever your insurance need may be. They will take care of it, and they'll do everything they can to save you money. Maybe it's bundles, whatever it may be. But they'll work on it. They'll update your policies. If you ever have a claim, they'll act as if it happened to them. They'll go right to work for you. Customer service means everything. And on a great Thanksgiving week, uh, we're always thankful not only for great sponsors, but also thankful for the great people at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Again, you want to talk about thankful? This is our night. I think we just, what, we lost Bob there, right? Or we don't have him yet? So yeah, we'll still sure. working on him. Okay, that's fine. We'll get Bob in a second. Good. But let me make this quick point here. It actually gives me a chance to make a great point. This show is in the process of finish, finishing up its ninth year on WKLK. So in other words, when we get to the first week of February, we will begin our 10th year of being on News Radio 1070 WKLK and Sunbury Broadcasting. Sunbury Motors has been with us since day one. Purdy Insurance has been with us since day one. Brewers Outlet has been with us since day one. Now, you know how I feel about loyalty. Matt, I think I've made it pretty apparent over the years about how I feel about about loyalty. Absolutely. Um, that's that's why the, the guy in the back corner office is so disturbing. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a cheap joke. Okay, But I'm uh, – okay – something that my parents instilled in my brother and me all the time. But loyalty has to be a two-way street. But think about that. A show that's been on the air nine years. Sunbury Motors, their day one. Purdy Insurance, their day one. Brewers Outlet, day one. All still there. I think the world of these people. And so I'll, I'll talk about whatever... I will speak about them in such a way where if I can drive business their direction, I am going to every opportunity I get. They're great people. They're just great people. And I cannot be thankful enough 
to have that kind of loyalty toward this show, and hopefully they've felt that in return f- from me and from the radio station. Can't thank them enough. Thanksgiving week, you got to, you know, want to make sure I talked about that part of it. I mean, think about that, Matt. Three primary big time companies like that from day one, and they're right here with us. I cannot say enough great things about them. I mean, they have they've, they've looked over and they said, yep, we're, we keep investing in that show. We want to make sure the investment is worth it. Friday show. Friday show is uh, going to be an interesting show. Maybe some James Franklin on Friday show. Would you like to hear that? Maybe some Jim Ferry. Some Guy Gadowski. How about that for Friday show? You like that, Matt? Yeah, where you're while you're out boating in Lake Palm, like Wallen Popak. <laughs> I get mad about that. They go out boating. All right, we're gonna get Bob Flounders here from PenLive.com joining us. Bob, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Always grateful for the opportunity to talk to you. Thanks so much for being with us today. Steve, it's great to hear from you as well. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, it's been a while. I always enjoy uh, coming on your show and talking with you. Uh, hope Jack Ham's doing well as uh, as well. I know you, you, get to, you get to talk to him, but, yeah, happy holidays to you guys. Yeah, we appreciate that. appreciate you and the hard work you put in as well. Um, obviously, the, the first question I asked in the postgame show on Saturday was about turnovers. When you yeah. look at how the season has played out, what has been the domino effect of the turnover problem this team has had this season? I mean, and it's, you know, it is like I, I think – I think they are minus nine, I believe. I think that's yes. the turnover margin. Uh, minus nine turnovers. and 51 points off of those uh, takeaways. Yeah, yeah, and I think that all of them are on the quarterbacks in some shape or form. It's either been interceptions or fumbles, and it's been at key junctures, and it's been in the red zone, and it's been defensive touchdowns. It's just been magnified, you know. The Big Ten is, you know, it's it's tough to win in the Big Ten when you don't turn the ball over, Steve. And you look at the schedule that they've played, Indiana, Ohio State, Maryland's obviously better. I mean, Iowa is a, is a sound football team. Um, you you know, a lot of those teams are, you, you, I mean, they make you beat them. Um, and if, you, or if you're going to turn the ball over against teams like that, um, your margin uh, for error is, is almost non-existent. But, yeah, they were... I thought, you know, you know, some of the better teams the last couple of years have been very good at protecting the ball. And unfortunately, um, you know, even starting with the Indiana game, you look at that first half with the mistakes and you look and you look at what happened in that game and they, you know, they, they win that game if they if they just are a little bit better at protecting the ball. Um, and, you know, they win the Nebraska game as well. Um, and we're, not, we're talking about a, a, you know, a much different season, but unfortunately, um, it's a problem that they have not been able to correct, and they've turned the ball over at the absolute worst time. And it, you know, now it's 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 just very unfortunate. They, you know, if they're just even in turnover margin, you know, we're probably talking about a two and three team minimum, and uh, it's a much different deal. Right. I mean, in fact, you could be talking maybe because of momentum, you might be four and one. 
Yeah, I, I mean, right. because that's suddenly, you know, yeah, in other words, you feel better about yourself. There's a different vibe, different feel. You don't know. Could be two and three, right. could be four and one, whatever, three and two, something. But they'd be, sure. they'd be a team that people have a different thought process about. But that's what crushes them in all this is the giveaway takeaway. And not only that, in each of the last three games, the opponent's defense has scored a touchdown, even worse. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Iowa game, the final, the final score is 41-20 on right, but Penn State in that first half, it's 7-3, um, you, you know, and they're able to do some things. Um, obviously, they lost Devin Ford. They didn't have Pat Fryermuth. But, you know, you know, watching them on that long drive when they made it 7-3, I, I thought, you know, I, I, I watched that drive and I thought, you know what, Penn State, even with, with their issues, they should win this game. And... Um, it it just it just kind of it's it's gone the other way and they just have not uh, they have not been fortunate at all with that. But you're right; those it, it's one thing to turn the ball over; it's another thing three straight weeks to give up a defensive touchdown. And you know, Steve, there's just it's it's really really hard to be competitive um, if you're going to do that uh, on a regular basis. And and what it's probably done to the confidence. Uh, of the team, I mean, it has to have snowballed, and you know, I just always, Steve, I always go back to, you know, that Indiana game. Indiana is, is a, a, a really, really good team, and I watched some of the Ohio State game where they gave Ohio State all they wanted, and you know, Penn State, you know, at one point in that game, I thought they were about a ninety-eight percent lock to, to finish them off. That was a good team. They, the, the defense played well. The offense had almost five hundred yards. You know, Sean Clifford in the second half of that game. I thought gutsy, almost heroic performance. They did a lot of things right in that game, and and it just seems like ever since overtime, it's just been a different Penn State team, and you just can't. They just have not been able to get their footing, and unfortunately, you look at the rest of the schedule. It's it's just a very tough road that they face. Yeah, and uh, there's no question what's happened. Many of these turnovers have occurred in the first half. So yeah. what's happened is that it's not a question of just you playing uphill. Here's the part that's discounted that I, I never hear anybody talk about because you, you're always concentrating. Penn State's mistakes in turning the ball over, especially in the first half, they have not, at that point, the opposition has not had to change how they want to play. Right. Because they've been, they've been the team in front. They haven't had to change their approach to the game uh, because they're the team in front. Yeah, uh, I mean, going into the Iowa game, I think they had gone Ohio State, Maryland, and Nebraska. They they never they were either behind or they were even. They they never had a lead at any one of those three games, and they That's right. and I think James James talks about you know being disruptive, but they've never made the other team uncomfortable. You know, it's just you know there's been no duress, there's been no adversity, um, and Penn State, you know. Their defense obviously has had some issues this year, Steve. But one of the things they've never had to play, they've never really played with a lead. I mean, uh, very no. rarely late in late in the Indiana game, and for a couple minutes, you know, Saturday at Beaver Stadium, and unfortunately they gave the lead back. But um, it's t- it's tough to it's tough to dictate uh, with the athletes that you have on defense when you're you know when you're when you're always behind, and the other team you know the other team has never really faced any adversity, and and it starts with. Penn State's inability to hold on to the football, and it's just been—I don't know, Steve. I've been covering the team since '02. I just—I don't. It's hard to—it's hard to put into words um, how much uh, 
how many things have won against this Penn State team? Because there's, I, you know, I always, there, are, in my mind, there are nine, ten, or eleven players on this team, offense or defense, that that's playing a lot that I think are going to play in the NFL. And for them to be zero and five and to lose it the way that they have, it's it's really really hard to imagine that. And when you look at at the teams that played. The Iowa people will privately tell you their biggest concern was Spencer Petras trying to play from behind. Yeah, I yeah. talked to enough of them before the game. I'm, ta- I'm not talking out of turn here. Sure. Same thing with, with Tunga Viola. And absolutely that was the feeling about McCaffrey. And Penn State right. never, because of the, again, it goes back to the turnovers because there's where the domino begins. They never put them behind the football eight ball where they forced the opposing team's quarterback to then suddenly have to put it on their shoulders and win a game. They didn't have to. They had a comfort level in playing. Yeah, Steve, and it, if you just, you know, you look at the next three games, and, and that's going to be the case, too. If Penn yep. State can get in a position where they can get up seven or ten points in the second half, and maybe they get some turnovers, or maybe the other team has some things go against them, um, you look at some of the quarterbacks they're going to face down the stretch, and you look at the quality of some of the skilled people they're going to face and the offensive yep. lines they're going to face. Um, if, if they can get in a position um, to be up seven to ten points, even seven points, um, they can win all three of these games. Um, but it's just, if, if you know, if something happens consistently for five games, um, it's just I think I think doubt creeps in if you're on the Penn State side and you just wonder. But they 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 need to get to a point later in the game where they can make the other team uncomfortable, and they got to force them maybe to play a style of football that they don't want to play. And for five games, you know, say for a couple of stretches against the Indiana game. I mean, the Indiana game, it really they only really made Indiana uncomfortable in the fourth quarter. You know, in the first half they were comfortable. Third quarter right. they were comfortable. Um, but it's it's been, you know, it's been 20, 20 quarters of football, and the other team's probably been comfortable for 19 of them. That's right. And that that is a – that's a big, big part of it. They Iowa, for example – Right, came into the game averaging, I think, around 383 yards a game offensively. They had about a 10-yard difference per game from passing to, to rushing. Pretty good balance yeah. in terms of yardage. Well, Saturday was an 11-yard difference between passing and rushing. And they didn't crack 400 yards in total offense in the game, but they, mm-hmm. were, able to do, they were able to play their game because they weren't forced off their game. Yeah, um, I, I, I really felt um, of the games that Penn State has played, um, I thought that they matched up so well uh, with yeah. Iowa going into the game. And that was before, obviously, uh, you heard the news about Friermuth. And not another big loss, and Devin Ford's gone after the first series, and that really impacts what they want to do trying to run the ball for sure. But, you know, one of the reasons why I thought Penn State had done so well against Iowa before Saturday is, you know, you always kind of know what Iowa wants to do. There's no, there's not a lot of trickery. There's not a lot of, I mean, the script kind of the same. The quarterback is probably going to be in the pocket. You don't really have to worry about him running or extending plays, and all of that should help the defense. And, you know, they get that 7-3 lead. They work hard for it. And, uh, you know, that, that second quarter, I think, when, when Iowa scored, I think, 20, uh, 21 points, and, you know, Penn State's offense – just you know, they they got to the point where they were in short yardage situations. I think on three straight drives, and there was turnovers or, or failed conversions, yep. and it spiraled again. It was it was 
in, in about a six or seven minute span, Steve, the game went from boy, Penn State looks like you know they, you know they can win this game to uh, it's going to be you know <laughs> they're going to have to dig out of another hole, and it, it was hard to see coming, and you don't usually see Iowa do that to a team. I know the Penn Live suggestion box is always open. So, what are some of the suggestions <laughs> you're getting lately in the suggestion box? Oh boy, it's just I, I don't know that <laughs> it's really. I think I just think uh, I think a lot of people felt good about Penn State maybe beating Iowa and have it go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, Steve. I, I don't know. I just think that. Uh, What's going to change? That they're out of, they're, they're running out of bullets quickly, Steve. In terms yeah. of you know, good good players, skill players, and you know, you just wonder <clears throat> how you how you can fix it. Um, if if you're not going to protect the ball, um, it really doesn't matter. You know how good your offensive line is, or it doesn't really matter. You know how good your your two top corners or two top three corners are. You don't even know if Tariq Castro Fields is going to play, and he's one of the better players on their defense. So right. I just, you know, I think if you're Penn State and you're James, I mean, you, 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 it's 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 no matter what happens in the next three weeks, you I, you got to develop your younger players that you're like, whether it's Caden Wallace, whether it's Brandon Smith at linebacker, whether it's some of the younger players, um, maybe in the secondary. Um, you know, they have. I, I really like Parker Washington, especially what he can do in the middle of the field. They mm-hmm. haven't really been able to establish. A third wideout all year, but you know that's not that unusual. Um, but they have they have some players they like the young tight ends. You saw a little of Theo Johnson and Bretton Strange. I mean, yeah. you have to get some positives out of this season. And to me, other than obviously winning a game, I, I just think that you, you at the, the last three weeks of the season, if they're, they're going to play that Champions Champions Week game, you want to see some of these young players, you know, get some experience and yeah, and just, just kind of. You want to you want to evaluate some progress. So for that's what I'm going to be watching for. Is I think they'd like some of these young guys, and I think these guys are going to have to help them <clears throat> in the next couple of weeks and next year. But when you're 0 and five, um, and the, and you're going to turn the and, the and the turnover issues at quarterback have just been like you said they've been killing Penn State. I mean, to me, it's about the uh, young player development, and hopefully, you know, in the second half of one of these games, you're going to see Penn State play with the lead because we just haven't seen it. Right, exactly. Bob, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for your time today. I really appreciate it. Okay, Steve. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Bob Flounders, PennLive.com. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. It's telling Matt the governor closed all the bars on Thanksgiving Eve. All right. Bars will be closed at 5 o'clock. That changes everything for me, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you party animal, you. (laughs) That's me. Thanksgiving Eve. I'm going to do basketball, do this show, and then I had planned on going. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got to have to do that at home now to celebrate a long day. That's my, uh, oh, in order to do the basketball game, I've had to do several things. (laughs) Um... I always tape a TV show on Wednesday, so I had I called and I got it pushed back. And we always it's Thanksgiving week, so that week the show instead of an hour is always a half hour because they give the crew Thanksgiving off. So a shorter show 
is less for them to edit. So we always do a half-hour Thanksgiving week anyway, so that's fine. I then asked the quarterback club, can we move back a half-hour? And they did. That way I can be on at 1230 (laughs) and then do the game at 1 o'clock. So it's just, I'll be honest with you, 1 o'clock tip-off, I mean, I know because they're not in class right now, they can play anytime, but it was among the last things I expected. (laughs) For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you.